I say specifically just because. <laughs> Does it drive people crazy? Oh, bonkers. It drives them absolutely insane. That's fun. And you got to say it with conviction. <laughs> you have to say specifically, I told you not to do that. I specifically told you I wanted it done this way. If my wife and I are in an argument or something, I will, I'll do that sometimes. You bust out the specifically? Yeah, and it doesn't help things at all, but it's just, it's funny. This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company, you're crushing the side hustle, or you're just getting started, outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. This is episode six of the Marketing Breakthrough Podcast. And today I'm talking with Michael Anderson. We've been friends for a long time. We've had a lot of conversations and Michael has done an exceptional job with DIY marketing. And uh, it's been fun to watch over the years. So I guess we'll start with a question of, Michael, how did you get into DIY marketing? I, and I don't think it was intentional either. Right. How'd you get into that? Right. Yeah. Necessity. Purely necessity. Um, it just kind of, I work in um, an environment where when you're the youngest person on staff, on a team, you are considered to be the most tech savvy and the most with it person. So you have all these responsibilities immediately given to you. And so for, for I've, I've been um, in my line of work for 10 years now. So spent a lot of that time as one of the younger people on the team. And so these sort of responsibilities were, were given to me uh, just by virtue of being a younger person. And so I... <laughs> The tech guy. I possess, yeah, I possess no special skills or knowledge or ability whatsoever. But um, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it started. Was, this is how I say it. This is so uncouth, but it's, it's like <laughs> flicking the booger onto somebody else. <laughs> like that's, somebody's like, I don't want to do that. Here, you take care of it. You take so. care of it, yeah. Or the question that always comes up of, can you fix my computer? I'm having oh. computer problems. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I... All my family lives around here, and so um, I've limited my tech assistance to my parents and my in-laws. Anybody else that asks me that question, I'm just like, no, you can figure it out yourself. You need to call an expert. Yeah. Or- I may, I'd probably say that a lot more graciously, um, yeah. but it's kind of that same. I feel like there's certain things that we'd, we'd rather communicate and articulate in a very blunt way. But sometimes it's important to add a, an element of grace, an air of grace. For literally every conversation that you have on a daily basis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah this is true. Grace is important. Like, if I say this the way I really want to say it, am I going to maintain this relationship? Uh-huh. And the answer is almost always no. No. So let's change the way that we're saying it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, and actually to give a little bit more insight and, uh, can you explain what your line of work is? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a pastor on staff at uh, a church and uh, communications is a part of my role that I, I get to take care of. And so that entails, 
uh, social media presence and uh, kind of things of that nature. And so it's been really vital to maintain that presence, especially for the past 18 months or so, as we've seen people uh, more isolated than they've ever been and more reliant on technology than they've ever been. So, Which also means that you, it, it, it rests on you a little bit to almost coach them in how to use said technology <laughs> to some extent. Like, I feel like you've gotten those questions a lot in the last year and a half. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, how do we get online? How do we, how do we access these? You know videos? what? There's been a, there's been a lot of, um, of learning that has taken place. So, um, many, many churches, uh, you know, maybe you've heard of, they'll, they'll pass the plates or pass the buckets and, and people will give sort of as an act of generosity. And, and obviously when you're not meeting in person, that can't happen. And so a major way that's been, been kind of transferred is through online digital giving. And so, uh, people have been, have learned how to do that. And so that's been an interesting shift that's taken place is that now kind of post pandemic, can we say that? Should we I sure hope so. cross our fingers or knock on wood or something yeah. as we say that? <laughs> um, that that's probably about 70% of where our, our giving comes in. And so, I mean, I remember, I remember the beginning of the pandemic, there was social media posts that I was, was putting out really to just our, our, um, our group of individual congregation members where it was kind of step-by-step process. Here's how you do, here's how you do this and log in and do all this stuff. And so the instruction was, was definitely a major part of, of what we were doing. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that has been, uh, been fun for India and I to watch is the amount of skill. And earlier you said that you don't have any skill or ability in this. And I, disagree um because we have we've taught you've come up in conversation a lot um you know not just laughing at you but laughing with you sometimes yeah sure um and (laughs) you know in in the conversation of of your marketing experience and your ability to create graphics and to uh follow current marketing trends and uh and use that creativity and so i mean how is it that you've been able to, I don't know, I would say, how do you stay relevant on that, doing everything yourself? Mm. Yeah, um, I would say that I, I've got to find a balance between drawing inspiration from others, um, yet not copying others. Um, and so what I mean by that is, there are larger churches with the social media following that I'll just I'll peruse and peek at. And I'll see something they're doing or or something that they um, are are designing, and and I'll kind of think, hey, that looks cool. I want to try doing this, but but not the same exact thing because it's not our our context. Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to to do things that are that are f- real flashy or out there. Because we're, you know, we're located in the Skagit County, um, and I've got to understand who our demographic is made up of, and the people that um, call City Point Church kind of their home. And there's a broader spread beyond that as well. But, 
but anyway, I, so I, I'll, t- I'll take that and I'll kind of, kind of look around at some different sources and kind of get some ideas and, um, I've got a little Evernote on my computer of just kind of certain ideas or things I'd like to, like to try to do or, or implement into our social media and, um, and then, but it's just making sure that I don't copy those things that they're doing because we don't want to do a word for word copy or kind of a, the same exact design or here, let me use this template and just put our logo and brand on it. Um, cause I feel like when I, when I put in the work, uh, it, it means more and it's more authentic than just simply, uh, copy and paste somebody else's design. So that's fair. And it's more, I think it's more rewarding as the artist of it. Sure. So I am an artist. <laughs> Jay, that's what I consider myself as. I laugh because of the way that you said that, not because I'm laughing at the statement, um, but it's the way that you made the statement. Yeah. It, this is how I say it. My art is the prettiest art of all the art. <laughs> it's good. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's confident. Yeah. Well, you got to have that confidence, you know? It's important. Yeah. So, okay. So you started out out of necessity uh, learning marketing things. And, and you and I, we both started out as youth pastors and we got, got going in uh, learning to design sermon series graphics and, uh, and different pieces for, uh, mm-hmm. for the church. And, and that was kind of where our, our content had started. Getting into that, like you said, it was out of necessity because, which they don't, nobody tells you that. Right. Leading into. Um, but what are some of the, I don't know, I want to talk about maybe some of the advantages and disadvantages of learning, walking through that marketing material and those mm-hmm. uh, different marketing avenues um, on your own and having to learn those. Yeah. Kind of along the way without any, we'll call it formal or informal training. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the disadvantages there is that th- there's a lot of time involved. And so this is often what I will tell people is that someone who knows more about this than I do could get it done in half the time. I can get it done. So I can I can get these things done, but it just takes me longer because in some regards, I'm sort of fumbling around in the dark, finding my way. And for me in my position, the, I think the most frustrating thing is, is I do wear multiple hats and I'll do different things. And so I will, uh, when it comes to uh, designing a graphic or something, I'll, I'll do something in Photoshop and then I'll go back to do the same thing again a couple weeks or months later. and I'll, <laughs> I'll have forgotten the process and I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you gotta be kidding me. So so I, I think that I think that just one of the disadvantages is the time consumption there. Um but that's again I one of the advantages of, of teaching yourself is that I think that you you're only learning the things that you need to learn. Um it's not like you're 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 learning something from a course or a class and going, I don't know if I'm ever going to use this at all. Um, it's just sort of based off of the necessity of what you're doing for your specific job requirement and obviously your specific skill set. It's good. We have, we have a lot more tools available now than 
10 years ago. Sure. As far as uh, Canva, which speaking as somebody who uh, runs, you run, run the marketing um, a side of things and, and creating those designs, how useful are tools like Canva or maybe some other free tools that you could speak to? Oh, yeah. Um, Canva is, is really great simply because of the team element for me first and foremost. We have some different people that need access to things. And so um, with less kind of knowledge experience that I have in these things, and so it makes it easy for them. Um, if you're looking for sort of a, a brand template, I mean, that's a great avenue for you to go. Um, makes it easy for you to create specific looks for things. And I mean, I know it's a, it's a free tool, but even their paid version is really inexpensive and pretty worth it, um, if you ask me. So that, yeah, Canva certainly is, it makes life easy for someone who's doing this sort of DIY thing but doesn't possess all of the knowledge and ability to carry it out. So other free tools that I know of, uh, Microsoft paint is really great. I would say, um, that's key. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know oh. the last time I've used Microsoft oh. paint. Joking. Is it still on computers? I don't know. I haven't used a um, <laughs> PC in a long time. I'd hope so. Just yeah. The nostalgia of it. I hope so. And I hope it's just as pixelated. Yeah. As it always was. Yeah. I guess a question that I have for you is what is maybe something that you would have, that you wish you would have known sooner in creating some of the graphics and marketing material that you've created? Oh, man. Something I wish I would have known sooner. Uh, again, in my specific line of work, I'm a pastor on staff at a local church. And so people are important. Um, and so I think early on and even during the pandemic, like I didn't utilize a lot of images of people um, in any way, shape or form. And uh, I think that gets real bland and boring when it's just, you could have really cool graphics and designs, but when it's not anchored in like the reality of, of, Hey, I, I know that person or I was there that day or, Hey, I, I recognize who they are. Um, I think that sometimes it can get a bit hollow. And, and so there's certainly, uh, times when we'll just have a standalone graphic without featuring any, any, you know, people who are actually a part of our uh, church. But I, I think that that's super important. Um, and what I've noticed is our social media traction, when we have those images, it gets a ton more traction than just a, a standard graphic would without people. So it's like I've, yeah. I've started to, even just with my iPhone on Sundays, because we have, we have people who will regularly help us out who are far more skilled at photography than I am. You're one of those people, a couple other people that we know, who I'll, I'll rely on uh, periodically. And to help us get some real high quality photos, but even just, even just me with my iPhone 12, like I can get some really good quality images to utilize for our social media page. So that's that's one thing I wish I would have known earlier on is to use actual pictures of actual people. 
More pictures of people. Yeah. And that's something that actually India and I will talk about with, with different clients that we have is that the more that we that you can post pictures and it is amazing. Even the difference of posting a photo of a person wearing sunglasses versus without is eye contact is, mm. is huge Yeah, in that because it, uh, it allows people to connect. We connect with people's eyes yeah. and that's how we're able to, uh, to, to talk. And there's so much communication nonverbal that goes through that. Right. And I, and I've learned from something that you said a while ago, you were, you were referencing, um, uh, a pretty large company and they were advertising something, but it was a handheld video that they were, that they were doing. And, um, I think so many times we think that the production level has to be top tier all the time, you know, 24 seven. And that creates just a massive burden on, on us that, I don't know if it needs to be there or not. And so I kind of took a, a a page out of your book and and um just have been going, you know what? It doesn't always need to be the the flashiest, the best quality, you know, it can be a handheld video with your camera that will engage your audience far more than something that's real polished would would do. Yeah. That's it is it's interesting that you say that because um one of the uh, it's not a recent example anymore. I think it was from like Christmas of 2019 is when the ad came out. But um, Peloton had released this commercial, and and I remember it because it uh, it was it was interesting to me the way that they the way that they used handheld or and you know camera phone footage, but and they incorporated it into this professional quality commercial and. And it's because it puts you in that in that moment of oh yeah I I was there or that could be me, um, and so yeah we talk to people about using a a self facing camera on their phone and utilizing that for videos because there is value to production level video it's it's useful it can be helpful um, it's great mm-hmm. but at the same time sometimes it's uh, Sometimes there's just there's too much work, there's too much cost involved, whatever. And so to be able to utilize those tools that we have at our disposal with or without editing, and there are editing softwares that you mm-hmm. can use on your phone, um, but to be able to use the, utilize those tools and just post a video now as opposed to, oh, we should schedule to get this done, and then we're two months later and it's irrelevant. Yeah, right. So Right. Yeah, and I think for us, we've we've got to pick our spots in that because we're relying on, on, pretty strictly volunteer labor, and so, um, you know, for the professionalism, we can't ask volunteers to do that week in and week out. We have to really pick our spots, and so, an example for that would be this weekend we, we got a couple of events that are directed toward of uh, foster children who are in our local foster system, and so. That's something that we want to capture at a real high level. Um, not to say, look at us and look what we're doing, but it's important to the people who are part of our community to yeah. to see and to celebrate. And so we will we'll utilize um, something for that. And so I, I think, you know, what you said is just, you know, the professional quality stuff is, I don't want to dismiss that as um, not important because I certainly think that it's important, but for, for somebody like, you know, an organization like us, we have to kind of pick and choose where that is. Yeah. And I think 
<clears throat> actually, with that in mind, speaking to the the conversation that I've heard revolve around the the photography side of of things significantly more, but uh, the the adage was the best camera is the camera that you have mm. or the camera that's available. And in the same way, the best tools are the tools that are available to you. Yeah. And so there are times when I will be at an event or I'll be doing something and my camera may be in use, but I want to get a shot of a different angle, but I can't interrupt what my main cam, my primary camera is doing. So I'll pull out my phone and get a shot and I'll incorporate that same footage into it. And so, and so being able to, uh, to incorporate those clips together being able to utilize that footage um, and then, but being able to utilize those tools as a whole um, is something that, and, and back to you is, I think that's just something that you've done really well is using the tools that are at your disposal and, and using those tools uh, to the skill that you have. Mm. So. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. No, I think it's, it's been it's fun to watch. Um, I think uh, I will ask anything that you think uh, maybe could have expedited the process, like thinking of if you had a budget to maybe increase the quality in, in some area over the last however many years, uh, if you had the maybe the budget or if you had a different skill set or tool, is there something that you would see as being more advantageous um, for maybe a, a company or an organization that's getting started or or they just have somebody running their marketing and they're trying to think, okay, this is where I really want to hmm. up our game. Yeah, I, I would say for us, and I don't want to keep beating the same drum, but if, if I had a regular um, photography person or, or that skill myself, I would employ that week in and week out. Because sometimes I'll be running a little, a little thin on pictures, and so I'll be, I'll be reusing the same ones just over and over again. But maybe putting a different overlay or adding some different element to it to try to try to make it a little different than it was a couple months ago. So I'm kind of guilty of that. I'm okay, not, um, but well, I would okay. say for for me specifically, uh, that's that's definitely what would be helpful. Okay. No, that's and that's good because I think I think photography is it is interesting to think about because everybody has access to I'm going to say everybody because it's almost everybody yeah. has access to a camera. We can say everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, if you don't have a camera phone, then I'm just going to applaud you right now. You're not watching this. Go you or listening <laughs> to this. Um, and for those people that don't have a camera phone, I just I'm just amazed at how far they've made it. Can you listen to podcasts on flip phones? I don't know. I don't know. I There's a figure this out. A now. text to listen. Maybe? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but uh I think I see as a photographer, I see the value in in photos and of having those pictures to one to you know document the life of your organization or your your company, but also as a way to constantly be putting up new content, new faces, and if you're actively pursuing posting on a regular basis, then uh, it is a great thing to be able to 
have new photos, yeah. fresh content. Right. And so whether like, you know, whether it's somebody that's planning that, Hey, I'm going to get new content once a month, or I'm going to have somebody come in and get new content once a month or every two months or whatever the case may be, uh, whatever fits that brand. Right. So, right. That's good. That's good to know. That's helpful. With that in mind, do you have any, any final thoughts or any final ideas for somebody in a position such as yourself? Yes, I do. And I'm going to share them now. Okay. <laughs> now is where it's unfiltered and That's... I'm really going to okay. let people just know let it go. What I think. Okay. First of all, politics. Okay. We, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's not what's happening. Um, don't, don't be afraid of slowness. Um, and what I mean by that is, is it's, it's a process that's a little bit of the time. I think too often we'll look at something, anything in our life, you know, getting healthy or, or, you know, learning something new, you Photoshop or, or even Canva for, for some people. And we just, when we look at it all at once, it's just massive and almost insurmountable at times. And so uh, just just break it up and embrace the slow process because we've really bought into this idea of the quick fixes and fast solutions. And so, I mean, you know, our age, there were infomercials, like you can lose 30 pounds in three days and... People are like, oh man, like that's what I want to do because it's it's fast and um, it's effective. But you know, <laughs> those things happen, and all of a sudden you find out, well, that's not actually sustainable. And so there's this kind of boomerang thing that takes place. And so, uh, really, just with with any sort of DIY marketing, you're doing it yourself. You've got to build it into your existing schedule already. Um, but if you make a concerted effort each and every single day or a couple times a week when you're working on it, you're going to see improvements and um, you'll see dividends from it. So it's good. Slow. That's in help. That's helpful because, because of your comment, like we want, we want things now. We want things instantly. We have, we have Amazon, right? We get things today or tomorrow. Right. And, uh, and sometimes even, I look at the schedule and I'm like, two days. It'll take yeah. two days. Yeah. And and in the same way, you look at at Photoshop. I'm fairly familiar with Photoshop. India is really the expert there, but sometimes I just open the program and I'm like, I'm never gonna get there. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but if I made a little bit more effort to learn it, yeah. now I've got other things going on. So I I mean I utilize Photoshop to some degree within photo editing. Um and Lightroom programs like that, and then I do video editing. But, um, but if I really wanted to get into the, you know, designing things a little bit more deeply through Photoshop, I could, but it would be very slow. Yeah, and I would just actually have to make that effort right. in order to right. do so. Just one brush at a time. That's... So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, no, but thank you, thank you for being. On the show. Yep. Thank you for joining me. Yep. I'm Man. I'm glad to be here. Really, it's just so I could look out at my favorite restaurant that's across the way and just dream of tacos. So if I seem distracted, 
It's because I was It's because hungry. of tacos. Because you're just waiting in anticipation for them to open. Yeah. Are we yeah. done yet? Can I leave? <laughs> you can, You may go now. They're not open, but you may go. Ugh. Right. Never, never mind. Just never mind. Doesn't work. We'll just keep talking. All right. <laughs> no, thank you. And uh, thanks for sharing some uh, wisdom and insight and uh, talking about your DIY marketing journey. It is my journey. Peace be the journey. <laughs> Marketing Breakthrough is a resource hub designed to provide a fresh perspective and tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or book a coaching one-on-one with India or myself, check out marketingbreakthrough.co.